Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sky Podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us today. I am one half of your host, Stephen. And I'm Kyle. And we are coming off the heels of our very first listener submission episode. So thank you for all of you who put your stories out there. And if you guys like that kind of thing, please let us know and get your stories in because we want to try to do that uh, more often, maybe on a regular basis. So if you see anything creepy, Get it into us. You can do that at our socials. So I'm going to plug those now. Check us out at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at the Hollow Sky Podcast. Just search us up and we are on there. If you do have a story sub- to submit, Kyle is going to tell you how to do that right now. You can give us a call and leave us a voicemail at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow 4656 Yeah, he said it, not me. Or you can use your smartphone app, or no, I messed that up. You can use the voice memo app on your smartphone. I can't talk. Jackpot. I'm probably way too bombed on Monster right now. But uh, yeah, you can use that app, record your story, and then email it to us at holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You think Monster would pay you for name dropping them? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. They probably should. Anyway. Best sponsor ever. Anyway. Kind of fitting, too. Kyle, monster. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, their podcast app and stuff, hop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review. If you do so, we will shout you out. Like I said, we haven't had one in a while, so if you want to become podcast famous, we will definitely do that. Or talk shit. Yeah, you could tell us you don't like us and leave us a even worse than a five star. We'd take that too. Yeah, We're for down sure. for some critiquing. Absolutely. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. So that'd be dope. I don't know over there and do that. Today 
this episode, we're going to switch it up a little bit again. We're trying some new formats and stuff. So today we're going to talk about, instead of having one main uh, subject. subject, yeah, subject, to put the episode around, we come across a lot of interesting little nuggets of information that don't constitute an entire episode. Or they just don't have, to our knowledge, a lot of information on them currently. Yeah. So they get kind of swept under the rug. But we like to bring you things that a lot of times you haven't heard a lot about. Because that kind of piques my interest personally. Coming across stuff that's different and weird and just, you know, stuff kind of out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary realm of the paranormal. Because you hear a lot of the same stuff. So today we're going to plug a couple of these little uh, stories together and put an episode and see how you guys like it. If it's something that you dig and you're interested in, let us know. We can do more of these in the future. These little, we'll call them grab bag episodes. <clears throat> if you don't like it, let us know too and we'll stick to one topic per episode. So just let us know how you're feeling after we get done here. But before we get started, we are going to jump into our listener submitted story for the day. So, for our listener-submitted story, it comes from Kelly. Here's Kelly's story. Hello, insert waving emoji. I'm a big fan of Strange and Supernatural podcasts and was recommended to your show by a last podcast on the left Facebook fan page. I was hooked and have been binging your show ever since, but have never written into any show before until I listened to your sleep paralysis episode and was genuinely excited and surprised when I heard Jennifer from Illinois' stories. Never have I heard a story so similar to what I've always labeled as a sleepwalking disorder. I have always had it and would visually describe it nearly exactly as Jennifer had in the room. The room is the same, but with a strange filter and weird out-of-place objects. The first big episode happened when I was about eight years old, and I woke to the sound of a little girl crying. I got out of bed and turned on my almost or my large almost walk-in closet where I see a weird bright staircase with a little girl sitting at the top crying, begging for me to help her. I tried climbing the stairs, but it was like the stairs were an escalator. The quicker I climbed, the quicker they would fall. I remember feeling panicked and frantically trying to reach out to the girl who continued to call out to me as I struggled. Finally, my mother came and woke me up from the dream. I had pulled nearly everything down and out of the closet. My mom was a little weirded out, but tucked me back into my bed, and we went on with our lives, until the episodes started to become more frequent. I would usually get up and walk around the house in a strange, glazed-over state. It was not super scary until one night I was about 10 years old. I walked out of the house and wandered down into a lower field, no shoes, in my pajamas, and in the middle of the night. To me, it felt like I was being pulled by an unseen force. It wasn't scary, just strong, until I was grabbed by my mother and snapped out of the dream state. This obviously terrified my mother, and she put bolt locks on the doors, extra locks on the windows in the house, and took me to the doctor. They told her that it was was sleepwalking, and that it may be a hormonal imbalance, which I would probably grow out of. Sleepwalking became a weird but normal part of me, and sometimes would go months with no episodes at all. At around age 15, we moved into a new house, and everything was fine with no weird episodes. At this point, we had a new stepsister move in, and her and I shared a room. I began sitting up in the middle of the night talking to someone. She said that it was full conversations, and my eyes would be open, glazed, but that I clearly, but that I spoke clearly and coherently. One night, I sat up and started screaming, What do you want? Who are you? And no, get away from her, staring out the window into the dark. My mother came in and woke me, and we just went back to sleep. I felt terrible the next morning because while my stepsister had seen me sleepwalk before, this episode terrified her. Another one around the same age was when I was sleeping at my best friend's house. I awoke to her having changed into a strange force like, or, excuse me, I awoke to her room having changed into a strange force like room. It felt like something was there that I couldn't quite see, so I sat crouched on the edge of her bed staring, waiting. I sat there for an unknown amount of time until she awoke and snapped me back to reality. The next big episode wouldn't come until I was 16. It was the night after my birthday, and I woke up to an intense starving feeling. I walked to the kitchen and began eating anything and everything in a frenzied animalistic state. My mother heard weird noises, figuring it was me sleepwalking, and came out to check, 
and said that I was like a wild animal frantically dumping the fridge contents into my mouth with no regard. Leftovers, condiments, everything until she called out my name and I snapped out of the dream. I threw up a lot after that. She took me back to the doctor and they submitted me for an overnight sleep study which showed a little uncommon brain patterns but not enough to worry about and told her that it may have been stress due to family issues. Now a few years later, I have met and am living with my now husband when I have another big episode. I sit up in bed and see a bathroom sink at the end of our bed. I thought it was strange, but I moved to check it out when thousands of spiders begin crawling out of it. I begin screaming the spiders are coming out of the sink and jump on the bed hysterically. My husband, confused at first, asked me, what are you talking about, a few times while I scream and cry at the now millions of spiders that are pouring out of the sink. He catches on that I am in fact sleepwalking and soothes me down until I snap out of the dream. That night, he begins saying a phrase that he still uses to this day to help me snap out of the dream state and calms me. You're okay, this is a dream, just lay back down and sleep. And it works like a charm. When we, when we began to have kids, I'd frequently jump out of bed and tell him the kids are outside and that they need me, the kids. He would say, you're okay, this is a dream, just lay back down and go to sleep. And I would peacefully and calmly lay back down and fall asleep. But the latest event almost altered my reality. Usually my sleepwalking state is a mix of reality and dream, but this time it was all dream. A dream so real that I thought it was real life and had to seek professional help because of the intensity of it. It has made me stop midday to check myself that I am not dreaming and truly awake. In the real world, my husband and I fall asleep like normal. This is where I enter the dream world. In the middle of the night, he gets an emergency work call and leaves. This happens in real life pretty regularly, so I do not think anything of it. But when I wake up the next morning, he's not home. I'm a little surprised, but still not worried and go about my morning getting the kids ready for school. The kids, four of them, are so real and lifelike in this dream that it amazes me. I send them off to school and start my daily chores as a stay-at-home mom, cleaning, laundry, etc. When I get a call from my husband's work telling me that he's been in an accident and I need to come quick. So I rush to the hospital where his bosses are waiting for me. They tell me that he's passed away in a car accident. I am devastated. And now I must tell my kids, dream kids, who are all equally devastated. In this dream, days pass by of me taking care of my kids and trying to get everything figured out for us. I even go to sleep in this dream and wake up thinking, oh, thank God it must have been a dream, only to roll over to an empty bed and realize that it was not a dream. The dream lasted for three days in the dream world, and on the third day, I went to sleep crying after spending the day consoling my children, and when I woke back up, I was in reality where my husband was still alive. I've never dreamt in days before, nor have the people in my dreams been so real and lifelike. Usually when I dream of a person, they are almost faceless and have a bland personality, but this was so close to reality, down to freckles, scars, and personalities of my children and family. Since then, I have not had any more sleepwalking episodes, and I hope that I don't. I've seen many doctors for it, and each have their own diagnosis, which aren't much help. None of my children sleepwalk, and I pray that they never will. Thanks for the podcast. Sorry this was so long. I have other supernatural and strange stories to share, particularly an interesting ghost story if you'd like. Growing up in the Pacific Northwest and an avid outdoors woman, I've had my fair share of weird run-ins, most human-related, but with witnesses to back up my stories. Looking forward to the next episode. Kelly. Wow. Yeah, that was deep. That Ooh. went way crazier than I thought it was going to. Yeah, the end of that just... I'll, What's it remind you of? I'll go right out there. It reminded me of the lamp episode. Absolutely. The same thing I was thinking of. That was the first like thing. Straight up, no getting around it, the lamp episode, 100%. Because it started out with like basic sleepwalking yeah. prognosis. You know, that was the I first, I when I started know. reading it, that was the first thing I thought, <laughs> sleepwalking, when she was young. Then it just it morphed so much. Like It just kept escalating so bad. Like I don't, and I don't know how <coughs> you feel about this, but I don't think sleep paralysis at all. Uh, not, no, not in this particular state. I don't, I don't no. know what it is, because it starts out sleepwalking, but it has uh, elements of sleep paralysis. You know where the reality's kind of changing a little bit in the early on when she was younger. Yeah, you know, and then it, this last episode she said she had is so bizarre dude this this sounds like it's straight out of a fucking book or a movie like a horror movie yeah because like how you you went to the doctor and they noticed 
different brain pattern patterns, but they're like, well, it's not, it's not anything to worry about. And then, you know, it, it just slowly over time, your, your situation intensifies. Yeah. And like from her earlier episodes of when she was in the kitchen, like I just picture this young girl just like not knowing that she's just shoveling like all of this food into her mouth. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like I see, which like is crazy raw eggs and shit. Just that in itself is creepy. Yeah. But you could almost write it off as sleepwalking. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because there's been guys who have thought they were playing video games in their sleep and they've yeah. jumped through windows and shit like that. And the fact that her mom caught her outside is terrifying as a yeah. parent. Oh, yeah. That's horrifying. But when she gets to this one at the end, like how, scary is it to not know if you are dreaming or if you are awake now yeah as you're reading it i'm like how the fuck do you differentiate yeah this that's point? what i was thinking that's what i was thinking how do you know like what is real yeah. and what isn't real yeah for sure it's awful it's awful and the fact like like she said she's the story is told so well like even down to the freckles and yeah. the scars and her kids personality and we all know our kids have specific personalities absolutely like you can pick them out of anybody else and the fact that these were all spot on except for the fact that her husband had been killed in an accident like oh, I feel I almost feel bad for her you know because yeah. it's almost like like I don't want to make it worse so it's like which reality is real? Yeah, and you know what I mean. It's kind of fucked up because we've we've all had those <laughs> dreams where you like uh, in your dream you you win the lottery and you wake up and for that first thirty seconds you you're your like ticket. you're like holy shit I'm rich <laughs> like life is awesome and then it then it snaps you out and it's weird because just the other day I don't. For whatever reason, I don't dream a whole lot, but it this dream that I had actually took me at least two days to get, I guess, for my mind to accept that it wasn't real. Those are the worst. You have those dreams that just fuck you up for like a week. Yeah, and it, it's, it's foolish. It's a foolish dream. It, it 100% is, but... I haven't even heard it, and I already sympathize with it because I have dreams where it, it like... It'll throw off my entire fucking day. Yeah, well, this one not it's not it's not bad or anything. And I I halfway mentioned it the other night at game night, but there was a lot of people talking and everything. But anyways, I <laughs> I dreamed that, I, and I don't know who if, if you know who this guy is. He's a rapper that I listen to. His name's Kasky. Well, I dreamed, you know, in my dream, me and him were friends. You know, we were hanging out. We were just kicking it, doing what friends do. And I it literally later on I wake up. And I'm kind of like, what the hell? But I, I, it's almost like, like say when you lose somebody or something in your life, and you have that separation anxiety. That's how I felt. Even even that night, when we were at game night, I'm like, I still feel like in my heart of hearts, I feel like we're friends. And I don't know the dude. I just listen to his music. <laughs> but I literally felt like. There was this separation anxiety, like I just lost a best friend yeah, because like my brain, my brain is processing that this is a real. You're not really his friend, and you're kind of like, well, that sucks because I feel like I am his friend. I don't know. It was weird. So, that, in in comparison to your story, this is absolutely and utterly minute. I mean, it, I can't even begin to imagine how to process what happened to you and the fact that it went on for three days like she's like how she says she falls asleep and wakes up and it's in the dream still wrong that is awful yeah because i don't think i've ever 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 had a dream that has spanned for more than uh a night or you know what i mean like yeah this your dreams are usually this specific thing and then you wake up this is one of the strangest call it is weird had absolutely weird and i feel sympathy for you kelly that you have to go i hope i hope that this is over like you do not have to deal with this shit anymore yeah like you said it hadn't happened for a while and i hope it continues that way because this would this would be torture for sure because you it's terrible you almost feel like at some point in your life if it, if it continued if it cost if it was continuous you would lose track of what's real and what's not yeah you would almost become insane because you you have no fucking clue 
Yeah. Like you're saying what is real, what is not is just reading it. It makes me wonder like which, which of her lives is the real life. Yeah. Is her life the one where her husband is alive <laughs> or is, is it the one where he did die in the accident and she's dr- dreaming the one where he's alive? Oh my alive? God. Because then you could go into like the separate separation anxiety for lack of better words is, Maybe like, this is, is she like, projecting? <clears throat> is this her mind dealing with it? Yeah, I mean, oh fuck! I, you know what? I hope your life is the way you need it to be. Same, and I hope Regardless you don't have to deal of, with this anymore. And I hope your kids don't have to deal with this. I hope they live perfect lives. So they don't have to worry about sleep paralysis or worry about these nightmares, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's like two consciousnesses make you question fighting for one body. It's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It is Thank you. fucking strange. Thank you a million times over for yeah, sharing this. Absolutely. But I hate that you had to go through with this. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear uh some of your other stories. Yeah, please write in and share them with us. Yeah. That was that was deep. That was. I wasn't ready for that. Me either. It's not what I expected at all. No, because it started out I started out when I was reading it, you know, I was, uh, like I said, I was just thinking sleepwalking. And then when she was like shoveling the food in her mouth and I'm like, man, this is some extreme sleepwalking. And then you get to the end and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like out of a fucking movie, man. It is. It is. I hope, I hope that it is done and over with, or that you can find some solace that some, one of these doctors get it figured out and you don't have to deal with the shit anymore because that's too deep for anyone to have to deal with. Dude, it still trips me up how they monitor her brain and there's there's odd brain patterns. Yeah, but they're like, don't worry about it. Up. That fucks me up. It'll be fine. They're, they're uncommon, but don't worry about it. Yeah, it fucks me up. Why? Why like, else? What is would going you, on? Why else would you scan their brains if you're not looking for odd brain patterns? Yeah. I don't know. The human mind is a wonderful and mysterious place. It's insane. Sheer insanity. Well, that was deep. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Kelly. That was that was extraordinary. Little nugget of gold there. We are going to jump into our little grab bag episodes. I picked two little subjects to dive into. One and of which, doozies. one of which <coughs> involves a time anomaly, which is kind of my thing. So, call Those that are one fun though. Those the tunnel, are really fun. The tunnel time portal. And the other one, I'm going to call All My Rexes Live in Texas. <laughs> but We're going to get into those in just a minute. All right, so I'm going to jump into this first little story I found, doing some research here. I'm going to call the uh, Tunnel Time Portal, or Tunnel Portal Time. I don't know. It's original. Anyway, anyway, we're going to be magically whisked to London, England, where beneath the River Thames, <coughs> there is a footpath like a little tunnel that people can use to cross underneath the river. It's known as the Wool- the Woolwich Foot Tunnel. So in 2011, they shut this thing down for repairs. Just a routine job. The pedestrian pathway underneath it kind of broke down because it's been there since 1912. So they had a few minor repairs that they needed to do to this tunnel, right? So they hired contractors to plug holes, uh, improve Fuck the access ramps... <laughs> probably hire you to plug holes anyway bring communication capabilities like into the 21st century put wi-fi in there whatever and swap leaky tiles for a feeder but if you ask anyone around the area that these upgrades didn't go as planned it went on eight months longer than they had anticipated right why is this This is because there's some unusual shit going on in this Woolrich Tunnel, right? Yeah. Weird shit. Well, it's it's weird anyways because it's a tunnel. Underneath the river. Underneath the river. And it just, it just makes me, like when you, when, in your research how it says that, you know, they were, they brought in a crew to just uh, plug some holes. It's no big deal. Like, I imagine walking under in the tunnel, and it's just leaking it's water, flooding. and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> this is not safe at all. This tunnel sucks. <laughs> all right, so as I'm doing my research right, people start talking about how time just kind of does its own shit down in this tunnel. Like, it kind of has its own time, Okay. right? 
just does whatever, stops, does whatever it wants. So I found a website called Portals of London where that they interviewed a guy who actually worked down here. So I'm going to share his experiences verbatim. All right, let's get it. All right, here it is. I was one of the first ones to experience it. We were working from both ends, as it were, and had tents set up on both sides of the river. Pretty basic. If you wanted to get something from one side, you had to walk through the tunnel to the other side. Anyway, the foreman's on the other side, and he radios and asks me to cross. So I walk through the tunnel, the long walk, as we called it, funnily enough, and it's slightly spooky because no one else is down there. They're all working on the lift shafts, and I get up to the other side to find the foreman, and his eyes nearly pop out of his head. He says, he only radioed me less than a minute ago, and how did I get across there so quickly? He wouldn't take my word for it that I had walked, reckoned I had a buggy down there or something, and it was some kind of a prank. But I stand my ground, and he starts to see that I'm not lying. Anyway, he forgets what he called me there for. So he gives me this big red plastic box, and tells me to walk back over and hold it up for him when I get to the other side. So I head back down, the lonely walk back, thinking, shouldn't we be getting work done, instead of, you know, messing around with this box. When I get back to the top, I wave the red box in the air and the radio foreman calls back over. You just left me, he said, no more than a minute ago. That's when I started feeling a bit weird. That's the first encounter. That's strange. Okay, so I take it, according to what we've found, there have been no other counts before this particular situation to our knowledge. As far as I know. That makes it even weirder. Right. Because it's almost like their renovation of the place has somehow sparked something. Or, as I was reading, maybe it's just specific to these guys. Which is strange. Also weird, right? Yeah, that that's weird. And they do say that, I don't know if there's much validity in it, but isn't there a theory that running water kind of becomes a conduit? Yeah, it affects, weird shit. it affects stuff. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I don't know exactly how long it takes to get from one side of the tunnel to the other. If we have any of our listeners uh, in or around London that are familiar with this foot tunnel, if you've been through it, if you've had anything weird happen, if you know how long it takes to get from one side to the other, please let us know. But apparently it takes longer than a minute because the foreman seems super freaked out. Back to this guy's experience. My initial feelings was I was pretty freaked out by it all. But once everyone else has started to experience it, it was amazing how quickly it just normalized. It became like a joke. It was just a laugh, a source of giggles. Someone said we'd invented a teleporter and we're all going to get super rich. The foreman stopped trusting watches and phones when we were down there and took to using egg timers. A few of the young agency lads tried to claim extra hours on their timesheets. That was the thing, though. Time froze while you were down there. If you were down there for the full working day, fixing the tiling, you'd basically finish work, come back up, and it would still be morning. Which at first was great. I don't live in London, so I did a lot of sightseeing. Cuddy Sark, the Royal Palaces, but then we realized how knackered we were. It never really occurred to any of us to tell anyone about it at the time. It was like, who would believe you anyway, if you didn't believe it yourself? Plus, it was such a wheeze. I think there was a feeling that as soon as the head office was onto it, the whole thing would be over and no more fun. Then people started experimenting. Some of the guys camped out in there to see how long they could. Three days and nights as it was. They still came back the same at the same moment they left. That freaked the site manager out, though. We were having a nightmare with the timetables as it was. The biggest problem was making sure that if anyone from the head office came down, it wouldn't like look like he was sending people home 10 minutes after they had clocked in, although that's exactly what he was doing. Anyway, he soon put a stop to all the mucking about. That's weird. How do you get past that one? Like if you're know. down there for eight hours. Do eight hours worth of work and you come back up 10 minutes later. Yeah, I'd be pissed. <coughs> And the fact that they camped out, stayed three days, and came back up, and it was the same the same day that they went down there? Dude, this sounds just like a movie I just watched. Called The Woolrich Tunnel? No, it was about a cave. Called The... I think it was just The Cave. I don't remember, but it was the same concept. Like, they went into a cave, and they reached this spot where they could see the sky, 
and they would see like a light just going over the hole really fast. And they had to rappel down in this one spot. Well, they tried to climb back up it, and the rope broke, and the person fell. And the more they kind of explored and did this, that, and the other, and compared, uh, they had a friend who was outside the cave. He was recording with a GoPro, tried coming down to the cave, fell, and got hurt. Well, they started recording their video with his video, and were realizing that for the five minutes they were in there, or the half hour, whatever it was, he actually had recordings that were like three days old. And then they started processing what? things and figuring shit out. And the the light anomaly they were seeing, the sun. they thought it was days that were going by. It was actually fucking seasons. Oh, shit. Seasons. And this one girl, she climbed up, and the earth was barren. Like we had destroyed ourselves. There was nothing left. What? She saw a giant I'm arc. I'm watching this movie. She saw a giant arc in the sky and was super confused and ended up coming back down. And everybody down there was like, well, she's like, I couldn't reach anybody on the comms, blah, 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 blah. And there's nothing there. And he's like, haha, funny. You were only gone for like a minute. And she's like, no, I ran around the surface. I can prove it. Here's the recording. That's fucked it was, up. It was fucked up. It's just like this, though. I mean, I know it's a movie versus reality, but it's the same concept. It's weird. I, time, like, he still has a bunch of other things we're going to talk about here, but now that we've gone off on a tangent, I'm just going to continue with it. It kind of reminds me of the book House of Leaves. If anybody's read that, that is a structural mindfuck in itself. I could get into it, but that would be a whole episode on its own. If you haven't read it and you want to try to read it, check out... T- house of leaves it will leave you questioning everything but back to time i once read a quote that really like fucked up how i feel about time <laughs> which is weird because it just popped up on my facebook memories today Dude, that's weird and it said time is a vast synchronicities yeah time is a vast ocean not a running garden hose hey hollow cult the weather's getting nice and you know what that means it's cryptid hunting season And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots. And their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all. And it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That's weird. Yeah, because everybody thinks time is like linear. Yeah. Like you start here, you end here, and it's right. one straight line. Yeah, but what if you could? But just phys- like step physics, to the we left. should say that time doesn't work like that. So time would be more of like a plane versus a line. Yeah. So we don't know shit. That's really fucked up. Huh. Yeah, we're uh, not gonna I get into that. Yeah, I don't want to think smart about it. enough to try to figure that out. I don't want to think just, about it. It's so crazy that it was it. It was like for, I posted like seven years ago. I read it and I was like, "Damn, that breaks my brain." And now here we are, and it brings itself back. That's weird. And then I had a dog. a dream that kind of correlated with what? the first person. That's weird. It's what the synchronicity. What was your dream? Well, I was, we were just talking about about oh, the, the submission. Oh yeah. How I kind of correlated with her a little bit, and it just happened to me. And yeah, now, it does feel weird. Wow, wow, wow. Damn. All right, we're gonna go back to the foot tunnel. We got sidetracked. Don't, yeah. Don't hate us. Okay, so before his foreman stopped all the messing around, he had a very strange moment in the tunnel. Here it is. One thing we couldn't get our head around was how the two sort of time places a guy was in seemed to be happening at the same time, as it were. Like, I see you emerge across the river in no time at all, but there's also a you who is spending four hours in the tunnel, which that's fucking weird. So Peter, this Bulgarian lad, thought of a little experiment. One morning before anyone else is down in the tunnel, he ties a long rope around his waist and hands the other end to some of the guys. He sets off down the tunnel, see? And I'm to follow him down as far as the bottom of the stairs and then stop and watch him walk down the tunnel. Don't put your foot off the stairs. Do not step in the tunnel, he told me. And I didn't. So I'm watching him and he's got something in his pocket. A secret signal for when he's across the river and when he gets to the surface. When the others see he surfaced, they're supposed to shout down on me and pull on the rope. Anyway, I'm kneeling down, craning my head so I can watch Peter walk around the curve. The tunnel bends in an inverted bow underground. And he laughs and waves at me for a minute and then gets bored and keeps walking. And he's just about around the curve out of sight. It hasn't been that long, just a minute or so. Around the same time, it It'd take us to walk down the steps, and I feel the rope around me tighten. I hear the lads up top yell, he's across, waving a red flag. The thing is, Peter hears it too. From inside the tunnel. What the fuck? So the and dude is supposed to be on the other he's side. He's in the tunnel, but he's on the other side of the tunnel waving the flag. What the hell? So Peter stops, turns around, and he's looking at me. His hand slowly reaches into his big jacket pocket, and he pulls out the edge of a large red flag. For a moment, I grin. I reckon they're all having fun, having fun with me, but it's the look on his face that still haunts me to this day. Nobody's that good of an actor. His face, he's a big man, mind you, fearless. Peter was a big character, always at the center of things, always with a big smile. I never saw him take anything too serious in all of our days until then. But I don't know how to describe it. It was fear, just plain fear on his face. He's looking right at me, and I know what he's thinking. I know what he's trying to figure out. Do I keep going, or do I come back? He takes one step towards me and then stops. I don't know how long we looked at each other like that, neither of us talking. Then in the end, he turns around again and carries on out of sight. Well, I'm up the stairs like a shot, and when I get up to the top, he's across the river, unmistakable even from that distance, red flag in one hand, and another guy's arm around his shoulders. I didn't like that at all. It freaked me out. It did. Peter didn't talk about it much. Nobody spoke much about it after that. The jokes kind of came to an end, and we just got on with the job and tried to ignore it. That's the end of his 
experiences. The tunnel was reopened in 2012 and no discrepancies have been reported since that date. How fucked up is that? The, is it- the dude is in the tunnel and here's the guys from up top call that he is across the tub- tunnel waving the red flag, but he's still in the tunnel. I'm trying to figure it out in my brain. It's it's like some crazy time paradox because <laughs> because I was thinking the same thing. So like, what would have happened if he? It, it's like a paradox because it's almost like a predictive thing. Um, like he heard the the dude saying, "Hey, he's across," but he he's not across yet. And then he ponders, "Do I continue or do I go back?" Now, if he would have gone back, in theory the guys wouldn't have seen him across the way, right? Because he wouldn't have completed, but he, but he went ahead in the tunnel and was like, gotta complete the mission. I'm going to complete this. What if he would have went back, stood at the other end of the tunnel and and saw his damn self on the other side of the tunnel? We all watched Back to the Future. Marty McFly is not supposed to see his self, not supposed to interact because it's going to cause some time bullshit. (laughs) Or, or, or what if all he would have had done is yell back to where the guys up there could have hurt him? He's in the tunnel, right? And everybody calls out, "Hey, Peter's on the other side of this tunnel, raving, waving his red flag." What if a car careened off the road and hit red flag, Peter? Is Tunnel Peter still in the tunnel? I don't know, dude. This is another one of them. It's fucking hey guys, bizarre. Let's melt your brains. I hate these, but I have to share them because... I like them because they make me think as far outside the box as my brain allows me to go. If like if some, if some a mugger ran up and shot outside Tunnel Peter, does Bottom Tunnel Peter disappear? In does theory, he die? In theory, you'd want to say yes. But what if he doesn't? I don't know. The only way, that, the only way you could have literally found a reasonable explanation to this is if he... If, they seen him on the other side and he heard it and he, he would have said fuck it and ran back went up and looked across the river it's almost like but did anybody know he they the way the guy presenting it puts it out there like nobody knew peter had the flag like he said he had right. a surprise to let everyone know right exactly when they called out red flag i think is when peter was like oh shit yep Oh, shit. Absolutely. And it's like when him and the narrator looked at one another, it's almost like he realized what he had to do. Like, I, I'm i just going to go forward with what I was going to do. I ain't even going to fuck with this shit. See, but in my head, I would have, like, if I wouldn't have been that far, let's say I was, because well, I, I don't know how long this tunnel was, but let's pretend that I'm at the quarter mark. So I've got another three quarters to go to get to the other side. But say I'm at that quarter mark, and they're like, hey, Hey, we can see Kyle on the other side. And I hear it, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, I think, I feel like in my head, I would have took off sprinting that that quarter backward. To try and, to catch yourself? To try to see what the fuck. Like, yeah, right, you guys are messing with me. Yeah, that's There's no up. way. What if there, what if it has nothing to do with time at all? And it's part of the Matrix? What if it's alternate realities? It doesn't exp- it doesn't necessarily explain them spending so much time in the tunnel. That fucks me up too. Like they go down and they work, they put like their ten hours in, eat their lunch down there and shit, no. and they come up and it's ten minutes since they went down there. Yeah. Like it, it, it would have been cool if you could have got one of them freaks who have who can shave and then like the next day they've got a shitload of hair stubble again. Yeah. If you could have shaved literally right before you went into that tunnel. And then stay down there until your your stubble started growing back, and then come back out. And if the dudes were like, "What the hell?" See, I had I when I was researching it, you would hear people come forward with other accounts, and that was one of the ones that I had heard. A guy clean shaved went down, came up the other side, and had like three days worth of stubble. See, but that, was, you that can't, messes me up. I feel like this kind of has more correlation because there was more than one person yeah right? for sure for sure so that's why i just picked this little chunk to talk about but apparently there was other weird shit that happened but they're saying that there hasn't been so i know we got listeners uh in and around the uk and stuff so if you are in or around london and you take the trick let us know if anything weird happens and also 
anyone that's around there, let us know how long it usually takes to get from one end of the foot tunnel to the other. And if you don't want to do it, I don't blame you because I probably wouldn't go down there. I don't want to meet myself Dude, or the other me. And then it take over my life and I'm stuck in the tunnel. It would just be weird to experience that big of a time gap. Like you, you walk through there, say it takes you four hours across and you get to the other side and look at your watch and you went in at two and you get, you get out at two Oh five and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Or, or yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, how's that work? What if you're down there? Yeah. Yeah. Because it would work that way. And they called it out perfectly. They're like, how is there two of them at the same time? Yeah. Well, they, they how said, is one existing in the tunnel and one existing outside of the oh, tunnel? Oh shit. How does that work? How does like it, you have a cell phone down there and it's telling you that if you start at two, but you've been in there for two hours, now it's four. What happens to the time on your phone he, when you get to the other side? They said they don't trust it. They stopped I know they, using, they using watches. The egg they stopped using phones. Right. But how's that work? Does it, you just you exit the tunnel and it just goes? Daylight savings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that explains it. <laughs> Which is perfect. For One <laughs> mystery we finally figured out. <laughs> you got to fall back. That's right. Daylight savings is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. For the yeah, record. That's anyway. So that's it. That's my uh, little tidbit on the Woolwich, Woolwich Tunnel. Which, that's interesting. Yeah, it's bizarre. It is bizarre, and I hope that I never have to walk Very curious. That. I'm not going to plug holes in the Woolwich Tunnel. No. So that's that. Hope you guys enjoyed that little creepy tidbit. That's a good one. Good on pick. to my next one. Oh, yeah. The information I got was from the portalsoflondon.com, their website. You can get there and read about the Woolwich Tunnel. Apparently, there are a lot of other time anomalies and portals that exist in and around London. So if you want to pop over there and check that stuff out, there's a lot of interesting information on that website. Please do. On to my next case, which Hell yes. is, this is gnarly. This is my son's favorite story right here my kids are gonna dig this too especially they moved to texas recently and they are gonna be out uh dinosaur hunting so at mysteriousuniverse.com there is an article called bizarre accounts of living t-rexes in texas that rhymes so you know we love our cryptids around the hollow sky uh layer here so to speak but we don't get a whole lot of dinosaur no. <laughs> experiences. Eh, a couple pterodactyls here and there. Yeah, pterodactyls. I, I forgot about pterodactyls. But yeah. you don't get many many uh, T-Rexes. Or if anybody's seen a Velociraptor, you can call us too. That'd be dope. For sure. So these accounts started when a paranormal blogger named Lon Strickler of the blog Phantom and Monsters started reporting them. In October of 2013, he published the report, Dinosaurs Run Amok in South Texas Town. He gave an outlandish account of a witness identifying himself of, as MR of Hebronville, Texas. MR says that this had happened during the summer months of that year when temperatures were hot and it seemed that dinosaurs were on the prowl. The witness says it started when a friend of his claimed to have spotted what looked like a bipedal theropod theropod dinosaur, very much like a small T-Rex, scramble across the street right through the swath of his headlights of his car at approximately or of her car at approximately 8:45 p.m. He says that when he heard of the sighting, it brought back memories of his own weird experience just a few months before and put it all into much clearer focus. He says of his own bizarre encounter. This is MR's encounter. Just a couple months before I'd actually heard a creature, I could only describe as a dinosaur. I'd been asleep and it was night, maybe 1 or 2 a.m. I had awoken and just at that moment, I heard an unfamiliar screech of something running by my window. We have an AC unit in the window, so the window is basically open. I heard its footsteps as it ran, and it was heavy, whatever it was. I could hear it clearly on the ground. As it ran further away, I could hear it screech, or I could hear it screech again. It was nothing like I'd ever heard in my life. It was loud, too. I wonder if anyone else heard it or saw it. I lived by an apartment complex. I just laid there in bed, completely bewildered by what I just heard. I questioned my sanity and if I heard what I thought I heard. So when my friend said she saw the dinosaur and wanted to tell me because of what I heard, I'm only sad I didn't get to see it, too. But we both questioned our sanity. So, 
dinosaurs running amok. Thing is, does, it, does it, nobody really knows what a dinosaur sounds like? No, like, not at all. Someone, someone at some point had to just create a dinosaur noise. Yeah, and I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into that yet. But are um, you gonna make a dinosaur noise? No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. <coughs> anyway, I, I don't know. I would. I'm with them. I would probably definitely question my sanity, especially if I would have been the one to see it. Now, if I heard something, I w- there's no way my brain is gonna automatically go to dinosaur. But would it be any different than seeing? Like a Bigfoot or seeing a Thunderbird. No, I mean, I'm not discrediting this person at all. It's just fucking weird. It is fucking weird. No, I, I do take that back because I remember one day I was, not that I seen anything, but I was at work cutting brush and I heard a big ass growl and it was terrifying. Do you think it was a dinosaur? I took off running and I'm like, that thing sounded like a fucking T-Rex. What are, and the ever, other guys, the other guys that were with me, took off running too. So everybody heard it, and coming to find out, and now we were up by Canton, Illinois, and so that's like what, maybe, uh, two and a half hours from here. Turns out it was a fucking lion. Okay, some dude had a little small zoo there, and it was a lion that I heard. You can just have your own zoo. <laughs> I don't know how that shit works, man, but it was messed up. That would that's fucking creepy. Yeah. So I mean, like. I can't say, and that was my description of it. I was like, it sounds like a T Rex. <laughs> You're not. So maybe you, you know, don't expect maybe, to hear a uh, lion. Yeah, maybe maybe my brain would go that route. I shouldn't say that it wouldn't. That's crazy. Okay. Anyway, around the same time Stickler posted these accounts, another eyewitness report came forward. This time from a man in Falfurious, Texas, which is about 18 miles east of Hebronville. The witness, calling himself L.M., claimed that the region was actually undergoing quite a spat of bizarre sightings becoming ground zero for all manners of dinosaur encounters. L.M. tells Strickler of his encounter. I lived near Fall Furious, Texas, which is about 18 miles east of Hebronville. I and others have seen these creatures. My neighbor and I saw a pair in December of 2012 on the roadway behind our houses. We were scared to report our sighting. I know other people in the area have seen the same creatures. A family member from uh, Sabinas Hilgado in Mexico told me she saw a big lizard last time he visited us, or he told me. He saw it while he was driving near McAllen, Texas. He described the same thing we had seen, two to three feet tall with a large head and a long tail. It ran on two legs and was very dark in color. The two creatures we saw were dark brown, walking quickly on two legs. It's about 4.30 p.m. and we watched them for about 20 seconds as they moved toward the dead end of the road. We got a very good look. For a few nights after that, we heard short shrills coming from the brush at the end of the road. A couple weeks later, my son told me that he and his friends found many quail feathers and deer bones scattered by a tree near the same brush. I did contact a wildlife authority about the remains but didn't mention what we had seen. He said it was probably just coyotes, though I have not heard or seen coyotes for a long time. Another neighbor lost a dog around the same time. Again, coyotes were said to be the predator. No remains were ever found. My husband was alarmed and had a high heavy-duty steel link fence built around our yard so that our grandchildren and pets would remain safe. The witness also claimed that our guard dogs had been acting skittish and afraid and even speculates on what could mean or on what it all could mean, suggesting that it might have been the legendary Chupacabras. Yet another report of the area of Hebronville was apparently made all the way back in 2011 by a witness called M.G. She says that at the time, she had been working along a dusty, lonely road on her way home from work at around 5.45 p.m. when she noticed something odd in the form of plumes of dust wafting up into the air from a nearby field as if something were running along there. This would perhaps not be so strange in and of itself under normal conditions, but it would soon prove to be something very bizarre indeed. This is what M.G. has to say. On the side of the road where I was walking, I saw dust being kicked up into the air moving along the field. Then the trail of dust was heading toward the end or toward the road in front of me. I stopped walking, not knowing what may be exiting the road. About 40 feet in front of me is what I can only describe as a little T-Rex dinosaur, about two to two and a half feet in height. It didn't stop running as it dashed across the road into a smaller field. It was light reddish brown, stood on two legs, and had a long tail that was straight out as it ran. There's no way this was a lizard known to live here. It looked very much like a photo of a toy I found online. No one wanted to believe me. My friends and family think I mistook it for another lizard, but I know what I saw. I do believe there are strange creatures around here. My ex-husband used to talk about huge birds and walking shadows that he and others would see on a ranch south of Hebronville. 
At one point, several cattle went missing without a trace. He would never stay there at night. So that's also bizarre. Um, I would agree. They also tie in a dinosaur-like creature that was spotted in different areas of rural Texas. A caller called into Coast to Coast AM. I'm sure everybody who's into the paranormal knows what that is. In 2014, the witness calling himself Dan told of an experience he had as a stranger around the area of Midland, Texas, where he would often go dirt biking with his buddies. Uh, The rugged desert scrubland stretching out all around them. One such excursion, he claims that they spotted what he calls a mini T-Rex, of which he says in a transcription of the call-in. So this is Dan's call. I remember seeing this thing. It was probably about two feet high. It stood up on its back legs. It didn't have like fingers or you normally see on a T-Rex in the movies with three or four fingers. It only had one claw. And now I remember we were running running our motorcycles around and scared it off, I guess. It was greenish yellow, I think. I never really thought about it. I just assumed it was some weird, you know, lizard. But I remember it was about two or two and a half feet Maybe two, maybe two and a half feet high when it stood up. When it stood up, it had an egg-shaped dome. The only thing I can say is it did look like a T-Rex. It had an egg-shaped face or head. The caller then talks about an old Art Bell show where a caller described an encounter with a T-Rex. There was four of us. We were about 13 or 14 years old at the time. When we saw it, it was crawling, crawling along on all fours as we rode up on it. Then it reared back and had these tiny arms. It looked like a little T-Rex. So honestly, I thought... I missed it or it was standing there and I didn't see right until years later when I heard the call on Art's show. Um, it wasn't happy that me and my friends are riding our dirt bikes in that area. These are weird. Yeah, so I, don't I mean... Know what to, I don't know how to feel about a lot of these. Like, <coughs> It is weird um, that all of them are describing them at about, at about <coughs> two, two and a half feet. Tiny little T-Rexes. Yeah, which is, you know... In the movies, T- you know, T-Rex is known to be a freaking monster. But. But. There's always a but. Like, the only, like, is it some type of lizard that we don't really know much about? Is there a lizard capable of doing something like this? Um, Or my brain going down the insane rabbit holes it does is evolution well not only that but is somebody fucking with stuff dude i thought because they were trying to bring back the mammoth well could be first thing i thought of was like maybe evolution you know t-rex are big ass big ass predators and they would eventually run out of big ass food and they'd sure as hell wouldn't survive now so what better way to ensure their survival shrink them down tiny they can hide good that's true they don't need a lot of food to eat that's true now the one that uh, old boy just you just went through that sounds more like uh, the fact that it was crawling on all fours is weird. That is weird because it wouldn't be able to support itself. No, it reminds me of the the one herbivore dinosaur that had the the bone on its head and it head bunt stuff. I don't know what the hell it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just called it bone head. He's yeah for sure um, because they said it had more of like a uh, egg shaped head. Yeah. I forget what its real name is. My oldest boy would know because he's a dinosaur aficionado. But there are more reports. Uh, from the site Frontiers of Zoology, there's another report of an apparent mini T-Rex. Uh, an unidentified witness who was interviewed about about it by site contributor Philip O'Donnell. The witness said that he saw it in the wilds of southeast Texas and describes the creature as a baby T-Rex. I saw something that really changed how I view dinosaurs. I saw a baby Tyrannosaurus rex. It Tyrannosaurus rex. It looked like a baby anyway. I thought maybe a raptor, but no, its head was too wide. It even looked at me before running into the woods. I even slapped myself across the face to make sure I wasn't dreaming. It was six to seven feet tall, uh, about the same from tail to tip, with little arms and head. It was forest green with an iridescent look, much like oil. I saw it was about 50 feet away as it was sunning itself in the last rays of the sunlight. It was setting. It looked at me. It, or it looked at me even. It was in southeast Texas, Silsby to be exact. Uh, it's near the big thicket on the edge, actually. I could even see the reptilian lips above its teeth. So it's weird. I don't even know what to think. Like, if I seen, they have to be seeing something. 
is what I, I'm I saying. I agree. I <laughs> agree. But how? Imagine that's the first freaking thought that comes to your mind. You look over and you're like, "Well, fuck, that's a baby T Rex." Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't really misidentify it. It's a goddamn T Rex. As long as it you know naturally looks like what we assume it looks like. But on on the mysterious universe, they've been doing some digging and they found a. Texas cryptid called the mountain boomer, which are said to lurk mostly around the rugged mountain wilderness in the Big Bend region near Big Bend National Park. The mountain boomer are said to stand between seven or five to seven feet tall and look like a miniature T-Rex. Bipedal gait, long tapered tail, powerful hind legs, tiny forelegs tipped with sharp claws. So it's well, shit, maybe it, maybe it is some type of evolution. Some reports mention large flaps of skin above and below the creature's head. And the creatures said to some type, sometimes emit a low booming howl, which has been described as sounding like rumbling distant thunder. These creatures are said to be mostly shy and elusive, but one report from the early 70s claimed that one actually ran a car off the road. Is there any relation between reports that, have lo- that we've looked at here in the mountain boomer, or what exactly are we dealing with? So maybe they're... I don't know. I don't know either. But I'll, I mean, I do want... I will lend a little bit of credence to these people uh <coughs> a lot of people forget and don't realize how big texas actually is yeah so there's a lot of room that's a big damn state yeah i mean every like they say literally everyone in america could live in texas it's so big so that does lend a lot of room for things to disappear yeah you know it, it is a big place now i don't know this one's got me a little messed up too because i don't know how I, like I don't the theor- and the theories even make it more crazy because like like we said is there a, a, a tribe of Tyrannosaurus Rex that did survive and have evolved over the last however millions of years right. to become smaller more elusive need less food in order to survive in this area or is it just something that we haven't found yet oh yeah officially. or is it a new species exactly is it a new species and like you said is it somebody screwing with dna it could be creating these things and yeah. releasing them to the wild I mean, like i said they were open they were 100 percent open whenever they found uh mammoth tusk and shit like that and they they were like hey we're gonna try to bring them back well if they're trying with mammoths the fuck you mean you you, you mean to tell me they're not gonna try it with something else yeah come on i mean and it, if 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 it's misidentification what in the F looks like a tiny T-Rex? What creature yeah. in Texas, to all our Texas listeners, if you know of a creature that you look at and you say, that's a damn baby T-Rex, please let me know. Yeah, for sure. Please let me know. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, like you're, if, even if it isn't a T-Rex by nature, it's still something and it's still something fucking weird that we don't know yeah. anything about. Yeah, because, because nothing... the only thing, the only damn things that look like a dinosaur are other dinosaurs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I was getting ready to say there's there's nothing outside of, like, a crocodile that, like, makes you think, well, damn, that kind of looks like a, uh, a dinosaur if slash monster. If you got monster. crocodiles running around on back legs, you're probably, that, that sucks. sucks worse than T-Rex. That sucks. Other people have thrown out the theories that maybe these are ghosts. Of dinosaurs. I don't know from if I the like past. that one. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> what one. about this one? They are shapeshifters. Okay. I like that. Taking like the form that. of these little dinosaurs. I like it. So it'd be like uh like a uh, skinwalker type thing. Exactly. I knew you'd jump on that. That'd one. be cool. I, I I like that theory. I like it. And I mean, is it just a hoax or all these people making it up? Is it interdimensional? Are is there a alternative reality where these dinosaurs exist and they are crossing over? I don't know. I just thought that you guys would like it, and <sighs> I thought all my Rexes live in Texas was super funny, so yeah. I threw that out there. So any of our Texas listeners, if you have seen a dinosaur, please call us and let us know. For sure. Or if you've seen an animal that looks like a dinosaur, let us know. Even if Even if it's one that we already know about that me and Steve don't particularly know about, let us know. I think I read a story and I think Josh from the Cryptid Chasers covered it that there were some hunters that swear that they saw a raptor 
in Georgia came across it. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. So you could look weird. into that too. I would especially if it, especially if it they was can movie open, rafters. Now there are Kyle. They can open doors. She's a clever girl. That's true. So that's true. That's that. If you guys like this little grab bag episode that has more than one topic, uh, let us know if you want us to keep doing it. Because, like I said, we can kind of talk about stuff that doesn't delve into a whole episode. If you don't like it, just tell us and we'll tell it to F off. So, yeah, or, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You let us know. Let us know if you like what we're doing or not. So, if you're in Texas and you've seen dinosaurs, call us. If you're in London and you saw yourself walk out of a time portal, call us. Let us know. We want some if you're bored, feedback. Call us. We need some feedback on these mysteries because I can't go to London and I can't go. To, well, I could go to Texas. I could, well, me and the boys could go T Rex hunting. Maybe That'd we'll be do dope. that. That'd it's whatever. Dope. Just call us and let us know for sure. So that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Let's get weird. Everybody, stay safe. And until next time, we will see you later. Deuces. Check out our social medias. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park